All right, and welcome to the This Week in Worcester Radio Hour from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. today here on Unity Radio, Worcester's Community Connection. Please call in 508 471 5265. I'm Pat Sargent. I'm here with, as always, uh, Tom Marino. We are from thisweekinwister.com, and our guest today is Mark Henderson from the 016.com, Worcester's social media. Um, today we we are going to dive in right away into our five things you need to know today in Worcester, July 22nd, and we'll bring Mark on in a second to discuss some big breaking news in Worcester, uh, the Worcester business scene, and we are going to discuss a couple uh, other big business-related issues happening on Grafton Hill and other areas in the city here, but uh, just so you know, five things you need to know today in Worcester. And the first is, uh, on August 3rd, Saturday, August 3rd, the Worcester Police Department will be hosting their first annual Ride for Worcester program for addiction recovery. Um, So basically how it works is the Worcester Police Department, in partnership with Community Program for Addiction Recovery, are fundraising uh, to sponsor what they call the Worcester Program for Addiction Recovery, uh, Worcester PAR for short. Uh, Let's see here. From January 1st to June 30th, 2019, Worcester PAR reached out to 260 individuals and have provided them with various types of support services. Uh, the, the ride is a motorcycle ride. I believe that's what they would call it. Um, I don't know exactly the term, but it is a motorcycle ride on August 3rd. Registration is at 9.30 a.m. and stands up. So the ride starts at 11 a.m. It's a scenic ride around Worcester and the towns of Leicester and Paxton. The ride will end at the YMCA in Worcester and is a cookout from 12.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. If you'd like to sign up, you can check it out on the five things you need to know today in Worcester at thisweekinworcester.com, or you can check out the Worcester Police Department Facebook page. Coe's Reservoir is closed again tomorrow, Tuesday, July 23rd. Um, The city is advising people to stay out of the water, no boating, no fishing, and to keep your pets out of the water. They're doing... um, copper sulfate treatment for some harmful toxin producing algae again this is uh i think the third time at least definitely the second time but i think believe the third time they've done it this summer is the reason to stay out of the water what they're treating with or is it the algae i think it's both uh, so i mean i don't think it's harmful the the sulfate treatment i don't think it's harmful to people gotcha. but i think they just uh kind of covering all their bases you know what i mean just Playing it safe. My, my, my first impression of it was, so we could go in the water until they were going to treat it, and then you don't want to go in because, you know, it seemed backwards. Well, they're treating it all day. So yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Basically, stay out of their way. I just, you know, you know let, it was, let, it was a, it let the like treaters a, treat it. And oh, yeah, you should absolutely do that. You should absolutely listen. I'm not saying no. Listen, I'm just saying it started to sound like a thing where the treatment was worse than the problem. Right. Okay. Go to Bell Pond. Go swim in there. <laughs> go somewhere else. But on the safe end of Bell Pond, the shallow end. Right. Um... Today was the last day for Project New Hope's Back to School Brigade. Uh, they raise money for school supplies every year. Their goal today was, I think, to reach 5,000, and I believe, I want to say congratulations to Bill Moore and Project New Hope. They'd reached that goal this morning, um, so congratulations to them. And tonight, uh, tomorrow night, I should say, Tuesday night, July 23rd, the Railist Tavern will host a charity beer kickoff and memoir announcements. Um, it's a memoir of runner Bobby Hodge. Um, so there's a gathering of runners there, and they're also kicking off what's called Barb's Beer. Uh, it's a charity beer right here in central Massachusetts, and it's the charity will uh, help support a cure for lung cancer. And finally, the last little item we have here, um, 
The re-signings continue for the Worcester Royals, the city's ECHL team, and they have re-signed for Bo Brower to an ECHL contract for next season. Uh, Brower's 24. He's from Minnesota. He's entering his second season um, with the Railers. He spent part of the last season with South Carolina, Atlanta, and he finished the season with the Railers. He played 31 games with them, scoring nine goals. And then I have a, a sixth item that I'd like sure. to bring up. Sure. Go ahead, Tom. Um, uh, in big news, Patrick's actually on the show today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, sicknesses, falling downstairs, job-related duties uh they all start to pile up sooner or later you know what i mean and and, and welcome back to mark who's almost been on the show as much as patrick actually right. i think it's the same amount <laughs> I, I mean this is gonna it's gonna be the this week in worcester in the 016.com radio hour it's actually mm-hmm. might that that sounds has a nice ring to it it's actually yeah, i don't mind it it's it's, yeah. it's um <laughs> it's a heavy investment yeah uh, yeah <laughs> we, we, we're expensive and um it should be called the leaving tom to annoy us be annoy our listeners while he Flaps around him. Yeah, you shouldn't be left alone. Um, I mean, in most scenarios, that's the case, but especially this one. You need an adult with you at all times. Exactly. That's. I definitely need supervision. And, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, oh, we'll talk about, the, the, talk about the election for fourteen segments in a row. Yeah, that which nobody politi- yeah, right. I mean, people are turning it off their radio now, anyways. But when you get to politics, they're yeah. throwing the radio out the window. Well, yeah, and I don't blame them. Absolutely. Uh, and just also on our website today on thisweekinwister.com, you can check out the five cheapest places to find gas in the city, uh, which is always interesting piece. And it hasn't gone up in about six weeks. It's been at the cheapest 255 per gallon since, I think, the beginning of June. Uh, but the places have changed. The price hasn't. So go, go ahead and check that out. You can find the cheapest places to find gas in the city. And as always, every Monday morning, we do uh, this week's road work in Worcester, so you can see where the construction activity is happening in your neighborhood. Isn't it easy to list the streets that aren't under construction? <laughs> That's what everyone says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a long list. That's Especially when it comes to this time of year. Yeah. It, they double up. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, because this is the time of year they need to get, get it done. done. Yeah. But it is, uh, it's absurd. You're right. Uh, yeah. it, it's probably, what, 40 40 areas a week that they oh, yeah. list. 40 areas a week, and then you do that, and you think, okay, well, free bus service or the trolley ideas, it seems right. su- super reasonable, right? It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and next summer should be a gem when uh, you know when you have Kelly Square and, and Graff Street at the same time, plus 40 other locations. I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. Well, plus some other projects that we'll talk about in the next segment, the uh, Drummond Street and yeah. Shore Drive and Holden Street yeah. intersection there that, we, um, that the 016 reported on on Saturday, but... Um, that being said, we ha- do have Mark Henderson here from the 016. And, Mark, I'd like to you to dive right in for me and kind of break some news that CBS had it today. This yeah, afternoon. CBS, they uh, morning, released it say. early this morning, so now everybody's got it. But uh, Rotman's, is, uh, Rotman's Furniture, uh, fantastic. Rotman's Furniture has been sold, but it's not. It's, it's a good sale. Uh, it's being sold to the company that Steve Rotman runs. He bought a latex company that they make stuff for furniture, and it's a publicly traded company, and Steve runs it, and that company has purchased Rotman. So, yes, it's been sold, but it actually will probably be kind of a net plus uh, for, the first of all, the Rotman's family, and second of all, for the consumers. Would it be considered more of you know, an absorption by 
Steve Rotman's company that he's taking on his family's business. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's kind of how you look at it. They'll give him access to, and and it can work out really well because they'll have access to the funds from a a, a publicly traded company, and um, and it, so that would work out. You know, Jordan's furniture is owned by you know Warren Buffett, right? And right. So it gives them access to things that they wouldn't normally have. So that actually w- could work out well for for Rotman's and the family, and you know. All those guys, the, the the family is tremendous. They always have been, and 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 Steve and Bernie in the time frame is super sharp. So, uh, you know, obviously this is a really good. This is, a, you know, obviously there are there are sales that are bad things for the right. city and and those businesses, and there are sales that are very very good. And this is, uh, you know, initial indications are that this is a net major win for uh for the Rotman family and for Steve Rotman and for Rotmans, which is what people care about. In all signs of point towards them staying put oh absolutely okay. yeah it just but if they want to do a major rehab or they want to make a major expansion they want to do something like that then they'll have the resources of this publicly traded company um and and everything that they bring to bear so so you know knock on wood but all the indications are that this is a that this is a big win uh it's a big win for the city it's a big win for the, the rotman's family and it's a big win for uh, um uh, Steve's company. Excellent. Yeah. That's so I, um, I'm not so sure I'm, I'm as positive as you. Uh, wow. Um, no. So the, I mean, look, they've worked in that business for 100 years. They deserve. I hope they get paid a bajillion dollars. They deserve it. <laughs> you know, that's not my my issue. Um, you know, it's kind of not a local company anymore. I mean, you're a publicly traded company. And I get it. I get, all the things you said are true. Um, you know, yeah. just the, the the erosion of the the locally owned business is not great for me. Yeah, I mean, not, I not their. Sp- yeah, sp- I'm not sure situation. how big their co- the, that company is because the company is kind of like holds IP and stuff like that. The, mm-hmm. When when Steve joined the company or quote unquote bought the controlling interest of the company, uh, he did move their headquarters here. Now their headquarters aren't. I don't think they're massive. It's not like getting a Hasbro or something like that. Uh, but I think we can technically. I think they were their plan was to move their headquarters here to Worcester, oh, which well, would not so be a, which, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah. So if they followed through on that, and I didn't check that before I came here to make sure that they had followed through, but the plan was to move that Vitex to the corporate headquarters to Worcester, and which would be right off the bat another win. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. I mean, well, uh, certainly not criticism of them. They should do what's best for them. Absolutely. But uh, you know, from yeah. A, if it from, was from an from outsider a, and yeah. it became Watmans became an outpost, you're right. Yeah. It wouldn't be a good win for this. All right, we'll pick it up. We are. We do have Mark Hennison from the 016, and we, in our last segment, we were just talking about uh, the sale of Rotmans to the Rotmans family, back to the Rotmans Basically. family. Um, and I just had a couple quick uh, questions for you while, yeah. while we have you here. Um, regarding that, if, say, and this is kind of being, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but let's say, okay, so Steve Rotman buys this and decides to move. Yeah. You know what's what's the best what's in the city's best interest to a keep Rotman's here and b or b fill that warehouse that they've been in at yeah for years. No, I see. I see. I, I I knowing knowing what I do about Rotman's, I have no inside information. I haven't talked to anybody there. But what it looks like is that they want to keep the brand. It's the largest independent. It's the largest independent um, um, furniture store in New England. Right. And what they want to do is they want to make sure that 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 stays that way. Or maybe they want to do this so they can open a second or a third location. Right. And using the using the available money to do that if they wanted to. Or it looks like that maybe just they bought out the rest of the family. So you could look at it in any number of ways. I haven't talked to Steve, so I don't know exactly what their what the reasoning behind it was. But, you know, I'm just knowing knowing that it was a close sale. 
is not it's different from being sold to some out some some company that's going to make Rotman's an outpost. Were there any numbers exchanged? No. No. Okay. All right. Well. Well, so that's the, that's going to have to come out if it's a publicly traded company, though. Yeah, at some point. At some point, but they just don't have to do it on the front. Yeah, right. right. With that, uh, so Rotman sales staying put. We do actually have another relatively uh, big business story on thisweekinwisa.com this morning, and that is the nationwide chain, at least along the East Coast, of Ollie's Bargain Outlet moving on to Grafton Street in South Plaza. Um, For those of you that aren't familiar with Ollie's, it is a, I would say the closest thing to Ollie's would be Ocean State Job Lot in this area. Um, Ollie's in Worcester will be the first store they actually have in Massachusetts. Really? And, yep. And it sounds like they'll be open um, sometime early this fall. Nice. So basically, if you remember Building 19 on Grafton Street in South Plaza, yeah. that is where this location will be. So all, all those folks up in Grafton Hill that miss the bargain prices at on discount furniture and homeware, um, they will be it's making its return in the form of Ollie's uh, bargain outlet coming this fall. That's a big win. It is. I that's, mean, it's, that's it's, a big win. I mean, that's the that that plaza. You drive by it and you say that plaza is dramatically underused, right? Yeah, and it's not serving because of that. It's not really serving the community, and it's per, it is a perfect location to serve an entire community. Absolutely, it's going to drive traffic there like you wouldn't believe, and because of you know because of people from this area that have been into New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and been to places like Ollie's, yeah. you know. They're familiar with it's a familiar name in New England and along the East Coast. It's got twenty it's in twenty three states, three hundred and thirty stores. So it's not like it's a and I, I don't wanna knock other places that have opened there, but yeah. you know, independently owned store that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. You know, um, this at least has a following, it has a uh, method to its madness, and it's obviously worked. It's grown to 330 stores since 1982. Is it really 330 yeah, stores? More than 330. And wow. They, and it's more. They're announcing more store openings. Seems like every day on their website. So it's yeah. it's it's very very good news. I wonder what goes into that decision, right? So so building 19 is there, and they're not. They're you know you said closer to job lot, but they're ish in the same kind of category, right? Yeah, I would say it's. Um, the former Building 19, before it moved into Spags, was a very scaled-down version of Ocean State Job Lot. So I just, I, I, I wonder... This, this Ollie's is closer, if not almost an exact replica of what Ocean State Job Lot gotcha. is. Gotcha. I just wonder, so so um, Building 19's been gone three years, right? More than oh, that? Oh, God. Oh, more than that. <laughs> it has it? From yeah. Grafton Street, probably 15. Oh, really? Yeah. Like that, yeah. Well, I'm Maybe old. 20. It moved to... Spags. It took over the former Spags. Oh yeah, that's for right a while too. there. Yeah. It was Spags nineteen, number nineteen for a while. Right. Um Yeah, oh god, it's been gone yeah, twenty yeah, years. Yeah, it's been at yeah. least twenty years. I mean yeah. I just I'm just hoping that I'm still young. And since um, then, but I mean that's a good point. I mean Yeah, so what's what's changed that they made the decision well it can work now, right? And and that's probably that's well above my pay grade. But I, it's just well, an interesting. All these modeling obviously works. Right. You know, I mean this city desperately needed an ocean state job lot ish type store. Um, it did, believe it or not. Yeah, no, no. I, that I, and the uh, dollar stores are the fastest growing retail segment right. in the country. Now that's that has that that says a lot about the way the economy's going. Absolutely. Uh, but that and you know your dollar trees and, and places like that are the fastest growing segment. So if they've identified that they can do something a little bit different, or they just geographically different, or maybe they're coming in to be exactly like Ocean State Job Lot or Big Lots, and then just try and compete with them. 
uh, either way, the community, the Grafton Hill community is going to be well, very well served. From what I've heard, and this isn't confirmed in any way, but it sounded like it was a race to get to Worcester before Ocean State Job Lot did. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see that. And it sounds like that's also coming in the, in the near future, in Ocean yeah. State Job Lot. But uh, well, so that should be uh, a good way now, to choke each other out of existence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ollie's is now where... I believe it's called Fallas was. It was yeah. a clothing store. Yeah. Um, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Now I was there for a couple of years uh, next to City Trends. And then along that plaza, you have um, a liquor store. You got uh, uh, tra- the cleaners, Charter? The Charter Spectrum store. Yeah, yep. which is actually on the kind of that other building that's off set back from yes, the road. Yeah, next bit. to Stop and Shop. Yeah. Um, so difficult as an independent locally store, owned store to make it in a location like that. It's so difficult. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. And this is why I think this is the best possible situation, especially for a space this size, um, for something to go in there. Yeah. You've got the parking. It's already a commercial area. You have a neighborhood right there. I mean, there's you know, there it's people a, it's going a in spot. and out of there. And with the stop and shop, it's only going to help. Both of them, the Stop and Shop and all these should, should well and listen, well and, off of one you know, I'm not, and I'm not making light of this in any way, but you know, this is a, you know, after the DQ that this is another oh, big win. It's a hot no, spot I mean, up here, no, in Grafton Hill, you know. You know, and I'm not making fun of it. It really is. There's some stuff going on up there, and there are people identifying that that market had been underserved. Right. Oh, big that time. whole market it has had been, been for years. It has been, and so it's nice to see the companies coming in and making an investment in there. You know, personally, I'm a DQ guy, and, and I, <laughs> but I and I but I'm sure I'll try Ollie's as well, right? I mean, I've still, I've you know, we've done you know the all those stores, the Christmas tree store right. and the Ocean State Job Lot, and big lots, big lots, yeah. You know, um, which actually with the with the way the way it is now with the lighting, the way it is, it actually spells bigots when you're coming back on 190. The lights right. are off. Yeah, welcome to Worcester. Yeah, <laughs> the, the lights are off. Thanks again. Greendale Mall. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that's a it's a big win. It's a big win for the area. That and uh, the the DQ, and it's nice to see the nice to see that part of the town get a get that neighborhood get a boost. And, and you know, from from east and west on twenty, it's very accessible. It actually is. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, you get yeah. the Mass Pike right there too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Not forget exactly. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're coming from I'm sure downtown, that all played a part in it. You know, if you're coming from downtown, well, especially next summer, it's going to be a little difficult. But if you're coming, you know, from east or west, from Shrewsbury or Auburn or yeah. whatever, it's it's actually really easy. You're going to need a helicopter to get there from downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely. So, DQ. Let's like Mark said. Let's not yeah. forget that. Um, yeah. Now Ollie's. I mean, what's next for Grafton Hill? Well, where's 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 their space? Where's where's their significant space left? I'll tell you where, and we'll get. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you there, and I don't want to even want to like broach the subject because if anyone's listening, we're not going to be able to beat somebody else to the punch. But there has been a lot of action. But you know who cares? There's been a lot of action down at the Southwest Cutoff recently, and yes, there has. I've heard some oh, whispers yeah, of some that. things going in there. Um, they have gutted the old Big Y. They have doing they're doing work inside there, and everyone's messaging me, texting me, what's going in, what's going on. Uh, we do have an idea. Um, we, we hope to break that story on Friday, Friday show if you tune in. Okay. Um, but just check in. So, I mean, there's a lot happening. That's all I'll say about that, but there's a lot happening in that area that I am from, so I'm really happy about that and proud about that. Well, if you, if you just if you just gave it to somebody else, it's okay, because our readers are amazing and we'll read Oh, they will anyway. read no one but us, yes. <laughs> they don't even know any other outlet exists. That's it's it's very true. Yes, thank you, thanks to our readers. Uh, the other thing that we have, and we'll cover it in this segment. Um, we'll start it off in this segment. We'll finish in the next one. Is uh, 
kind of a big story from the 016 on Saturday, Mark, about the northern part of Worcester in the Greendale area again. Big things happening. Yeah. uh, In Sean Rose's district. Uh, Started last week with the old Barber's Crossing finally coming down. Finally getting knocked out. We'll talk about that some more in the next segment, too. But the intersection that is the disdain of many Oh, in yeah. the Greendale area, uh, especially around 5 p.m. every day, <laughs> yeah. is at Shore Drive, Holden Street, and Drummond Ave. And yeah. real quick before we go to break, would you just mind, you know, how you found out about it and, yeah. you know, what you know about a project start date? Yeah, the city council will vote tomorrow night on the land taking. So it's the kind of permanent and temporary easements for land taking. And what they're going to do is the parking lot that was across from the Unitarian Universalist Church that or that whole area, what they're going to do is they are going to reroute Shore Drive so it's pointing directly at Drummond Ave, which is like the a brilliant solution to that intersection problem where you have everybody trying to take a left at, at night, right. trying to take a left and then that quick jog to the right on Drummond Ave, or in the morning doing the reverse, and it's always a nightmare. Uh, and it's, but it was like this is the kind of a major deal as these things go. But it was, it's really well thought out, and it's a, uh, and it's going to be a, a, a big boon for that part of town as far as speeding up the, speeding up the traffic. And when we come back from break, we'll go into a few more details on that. But from what it sounds like, they're going to turn that nightmare of an intersection into a four-way intersection with some a proper with some ease yeah. yes a pro- yeah proper yeah. all right we'll be right back on this week in Worcester.com radio hour on unity radio Worcester's community connection the nightmare of the intersection um at short drive and holden street and drummond ave and that is going forward to the city council tomorrow to vote on the, basically the land to taking the, the taking pe- the land that usually see the dog father hot dog truck right yes that's that that really is the only question is there still room left for the dog father that 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 really is the only question aside from that it looks like a win uh it looks like a win all around do you think is there a dog father protest in sight (laughs) no i don't think so that site's been really good to him and and uh that's like you know everybody knows that that's where he is right right um so you know i don't know what the church will do when they get the you know somebody's got to get that land back where shore drive is right now right right so that that land is going to be available uh or there's looks like there'll still be some land albeit smaller uh, on that shoreline drive so I, i'm fully confident they'll work it out because you don't want the, the, the that that's that's his place that's you right know. mark allen uh from the dog father great guy oh yes absolutely. you actually tom and i um were judges at the food truck festival back in may celebrity quite, judges and he had quite a presence oh yeah that was uh that was a that was that a great was, event yeah. yeah sure it was um so Hopefully they they figure it out and if I'm him I'm showing up at that meeting tomorrow night just to make sure with with hot dogs until just yes. uh, yeah. buy, buy a couple votes in his favor you know yeah. what I mean yeah I see, um, see what the city can do for him you know after uh, uh, when 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 Mark was with us a while back we were talking about Kelly Square and especially you know uh, the phrase that I'll never forget Providence Street becoming a parking lot um, yeah it's, it's nice to see that some road work's going to get done. That looks like it's going to be a positive thing. Yeah, we've, we're we're on to something right now that we'll be doing later in the week, and that should be very very interesting about how do you get in getting in and around the city. And so we'll be having we'll be having we'll be sharing something about that a little later in the week. So that's going to be good too. Excellent. But you know, you know, it's uh, with all the stuff going on, you go to the canal district, and it seems you know they're putting in those new 
bump outs and you know it seems like they're taking up about half of harding street and they're going to be doing the same thing on main street so when you get good news about traffic moving around the city you know it, it's let's worth getting it, it out there <laughs> yeah no let's celebrate it because there's a lot out there that's quite honestly not good not so great before we start celebrating is there any concern about this happening at the same time as all these other projects in the city happening well, no, not unless you get the same company doing them, which has been the problem downtown and all around the city, right? All these guys were bidding out the same things, and nothing was getting done. And they, they, the city council made that change, made that move, saying going forward, that one company can't do more than three projects. Because right. you saw this, because these projects would be there, and they would be under construction, and nobody would be there for a week, two weeks, three weeks. And because there's somewhere else Because there's some there's working on another project. So, you know, it's one of these things where you just you have to limit these things so these projects can get done. And I do know that the city is actively engaged in trying to keep the, the Main Street businesses together because the Main Street businesses honestly were almost an open revolt against how the city was handling the Main Street reconstruction. I mean, almost open revolt. Um, and the city's dedicated resources to keeping them informed and to trying to get these projects continued to be continue on the move uh, because they weren't and it was really they, they were getting very upset. And Mass Live had something I don't know if you saw that uh, Friday maybe Friday I think it was Friday where the headline was city manager says basically I'm paraphrasing that the main yeah. street construction <laughs> will be ugly. But in the end, it'll be worth it. You know, it's not going to be pretty, but it's yeah. Be, it'll be in the end, it'll be worth it'll it be, if you're it. if you're an independent business owner, if you still have a business. Right. Well, somebody I was talking to an independent business owner two weeks ago, and he was uh, throwing his phone across his. He was busy throwing his phone because he had just gotten told that after all the construction that was happening in front of his business, that it, oh by the way, we're putting a tr- basically they're putting a tree directly in front of his <laughs> business. And and that's, he, that's that famous hiding the business practice that always works out. For yeah, everybody. hiding the yeah. business is always just drives traffic to your business, right? If you can't see it, it must be doing well. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and he was, and I said, is there any recourse? He says, I, I can complain, but he says, you know, it was one of those I was being informed, not consulted. Yeah, and if, 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 uh, ooh, that, ooh, ooh, my blood pressure just shot <laughs> up. You know, I mean, yeah. and that's just if, 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 if um, if if he was a person of different status, that just wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen. That's fair. That's probably fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, 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 that gets me. Yeah. So, but anyway, so when you have good news, like you got the drum and nav, you got some other things that were going on. There are some good things happening out there. Uh, so we should we should trumpet those just like we trumpet. Everything. I, f- I feel like this show is becoming the Worcester traffic hour. Every time I'm on it, we talk about yeah. I mean, kudos to the not Square, screwing. Grafton Street, yeah. now Drum and Dav, and yeah. I mean, I so there's a lot happening. Back to step back a second uh, mm-hmm. before I <laughs> almost had a stroke. Um, uh, I don't think the construction, even if the, there is construction happening on the Drum, Drum and Dav, um, uh, you know, I mean, that's not a direct connection right from downtown and Grafton Street. So I don't I, do it at the same time and get it done with. Um, yeah, you know, because I mean, this yeah, give let's let them, uh, you know. Take care of all the construction in the city in one year. You know, yeah. well, you'll well, never have to that. deal with it again. I don't know right? about that. I mean, I think that there is legitimate concern about doing Kelly Square and Grafton Street at the same time because people, you know, that's you, you do that. Yeah. But I mean, Drummond Street is so removed from all that that 
I don't think that matters. Yeah, and the state's picking up the freight for this. So one of the things that was clear in the order is that the uh, city had to come up and do the whole right-of-way business, but they're working with MassDOT on that. So $2.3 million, too. Yeah, so if you get the state to come in and pick up the freight, they can do whatever it is that they want to do, right? Excellent. Um, and I... This isn't even on our agenda today, but we were talking about Kelly Square. Yeah. And I just want to share a little something with you guys that I, I'm just thinking of it now. Um, I was coming home from work on Friday night, so it's about 1.30 or so, 1.30 a.m. Yeah. And I'm coming down, was it Harrison Street? Taking it right onto Water Street? Yeah. Okay, off of 290. So I'm <laughs> and this is why I don't go out that late anymore. I don't ever go out. I barely leave my house. Uh but on Water Street, which is known for its – not known for its nightlife problems um, or anything like that, but they have had some issues in the past. And I don't know if you've ever gone out on Water Street or not, Tom. Those, Yeah, the, those places, yeah. The places that have since been removed. Yes. Um, but Friday night or early Saturday morning, however you want to call it, there, there were, you know – probably 100 people outside of Whiskey on Water. And really? something I've never seen in a city before, and maybe I'm just completely out of the loop because I'm I old. I'm very old. Um, <laughs> but because I don't, you know, there's not, I don't experience the nightlife of the city any longer. But on, I'm coming down Harrison Street, and before you take that right onto Water Street, there was a line of police officers. It was a roadblock. Really? Outside, of, like diagonally from Whiskey on Water. And it was six or seven police officers with police cars... Really? And I don't know if you, if either of you have ever seen this before or even heard of anything like this happening, but it looked like they were there. It looks like they're normally there uh, at the end of a night. And I don't know if that's why, you know, that, that area hasn't grown to what it yeah. should have been yeah. because of their issues down there and that police presence needs to be there. Yeah. But, you know, it looked like that area five, six, seven years ago was just skyrocketing skyrocketing yeah. and has since plateaued and i don't know if it's and mark you can share your opinion i don't know if it's because of those kind of troubled bars and clubs that they had down there for years that were always getting away with whatever fights and issues they were having yeah. gang violence and now and now there's a police presence yeah. on water street in worcester and i just i'm having trouble understanding why and i don't know if anyone can explain that i just i i think until 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 it gets to be common knowledge that those troublemaking businesses have been removed from you know those trouble establishments have been removed and i'm not sure that's super clear yet uh but you've had good be good places move in right they're really trying to do that uh my thing is that I think the lack of parking there ha- and the and kids being more reasonable than they used to be, everybody taking an Uber there, I actually don't think the police presence is that big of a deal anymore uh, because it's not like, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, it was everybody getting out of the bars and right. getting behind the wheel, right? But, no, it was, it was it was nuts. So I think the I think what's happening is the people, the, 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 until the reputation is gone that you're not going to get rumbled down there. I think then the, the having cops down there should only should actually shouldn't be a hindrance. And I think uh, that's something we'll have to obviously ask the Worcester police as to yeah why that presence is right. still so strong down there. Uh, I, I mean yeah. you know so those those bars down there are are you know eighteen or you know twenty one to twenty five is the age bracket and they all release at the same time and they're in one area. And to, 
People are drunk and things but, are going to happen. But here's the whole thing. Didn't we have horses for stuff like this? Crowd control and all this. Yeah, all the stuff? horses are asleep at that time. <laughs> this is the real question. They should wake up the horses. Yeah. You know, the, the, right? The horses right. were for crowd if control. If I was coming right? out of a bar and it's I saw a, a horse outside, <laughs> that would set me straight pretty quick. Listen, there's a, there's a much more. All right, more, I've had enough. I'm yeah, going home. This horse yeah. is a I'm seeing around. horses on Water Street. There's a, there's a much more interesting question here. If um, if you saw this, that means you were coming through at 2 a.m. And what are you doing at 2 a.m.? I get out of work. Oh. Yeah. thought we might be onto something there, but you're still boring. All right. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't fun. I was just literally <laughs> going home from work. Kind of tap into Mark's political mind here and get his feel he's on the pulse of the upcoming election in the primary in the local election i should say um in the primary for the city council and school committee and um, i basically just kind of want your general thoughts if that's yeah if you're willing to share yeah it's uh i i expected more now first of all you're seeing everybody okay we're getting the lawn signs ready and we're getting all this stuff done and you talk to the people and you talk to the uh, you talk to the candidates and they're like you know they, they this is probably the most brutal way that this could play out which is you're having the preliminary election the day after Labor Day uh, which is which leaves you no time turnout should be enormous huh oh turnout should, well the, and it will be all and it would this will be all turnout but what you don't see is I don't see there's a there doesn't seem to be a the incumbents I'm getting the sense that the incumbents are feeling like all they have to do is scooch through right all they have to do is skate through now if that's true and I kind of believe that it is true that what you should be out there seeing is one of the challengers really trying to take on an issue head on and get their name yeah. out there right because they're the ones who are going to have to break through yeah, I was right. going to say if somebody's going to break through it, it's uh, they need to be out there it might like now it, and it might suck and interesting right I mean somebody's going to try and make a splash well that's the thing yeah. it's, keep in mind it's still all things considered in the city during elections this is still very early um, yeah, believe sure. it or not yeah but it's not early if you're going to climb over all your other challengers and maybe a, a, an incumbent, you know, to get a good to have something to build on. Right. You have to first get on the ballot, not get knocked off in the preliminary. And then you want to put up a number that that you have something to run on between September and November. Mm -hmm. Right. So you would have expected I would have expected to see some more out there than there is. Um, especially amongst the challengers. The incumbents, I think everybody knows kind of how that's going to play out. Right. I mean, the conventional wisdom is conventional wisdom for a reason, and that's going to be, you know, Tony taking, you know, right now Tony being, you know, it's Tony being the de facto, you know, the odds-on favorite um, to um, to take Connie's seat. And then that's but what beyond it sounds that, like, yeah. beyond that, does anything change, you think? It could. I mean, there are some there are some really sharp challengers, and I will say that I haven't heard from the from the progressive wing. And the school committee was going to look interesting, right? Uh, especially with all that stuff that was going on with Dante, and they were putting together a, a, a number of candidates who you could see them. You could have one time seen them put together a slate, right? That seems to have just fallen apart, yeah. right? So they had a number of candidates that they were coming out early, and you could have seen them trying to make a progressive slate to do kind of a takeover of that. Um, and I think I, 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 you know, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, 
you know, uh, Dante's a friend and he, he worked very hard. And I, I think I had referred to it at one point as, you know, kind of the implosion or self-immolation, uh, you know, but I really thought he would have been the logical candidate to lead this progressive wing, oh, the progressive wing of the ticket. Do you think when he announced that he was stepping out, that kind of took the wind out of that, that progressive sail? I did. So uh, well, it did. because. And so here's the thing. And I understand the reasons why he wanted. I read everything that he posted on it. Um, you know, I wasn't going to be critical. It was That was a very curious thing for me to read uh, when he decided to step away. I mean, that was super curious uh, because that's not how the progressive wing of the party has worked. Right. It's let's get a seat at the table. Let's make ourselves heard you know, let's kick open that door, right? So when Dante said he wasn't going to run anymore because he was frustrated the way it is, that's just not the progressive narrative, right? The progressive narrative is we got the numbers, we're, you know, we're not going to be silent anymore, and we're coming in to take over. And if if Dante had stayed in and they had put together a a progressive slate, that would have made things super interesting. Especially if they had a presence yeah, over the uh, summer I mean, because exactly. no one has one right now. And exactly. That they could have Well, they, I will say they could have stirred the pot a little bit more yeah. than they are. I mean, they act, especially if they're working together, they could have collectively yeah. made a name for themselves. Well, the Laura summer. Clancy and Kyra I think have been as yes. far from the challengers, they've been the most out there that I've seen. They're, That's they're, the same. They're, I agree right? with that. Absolutely. They they've been out there and 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 um you know, but it was interesting because you could. This could have been a massive change cycle for school committee, a massive change yeah, I cycle. I think. I think in the long term, um, you know, the the progressive wing has to do some rebuilding, but I think they'll be better off. I mean, what do you get at the national level from from you know? You get Bernie Sanders, who's just uh, uh, love him, hate him. He is just bombs of policy substance. Yeah. And uh, you know, when that uh, when the whole superintendent stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was led by Dante. There was no, you know, other people had to come and give interviews and, and actually put some substance to the claims. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would be, I, I think uh, uh, long term having somebody else leading that movement who's going to bring some substance is probably better for the for what they're trying to so, do. So here's the thing, and I said, I think we've talked about this. I think I, at some point I talked about this with, um, I maybe it was Gary Tony. it's that, you, if you look at the demographics and you look at the numbers, that it's only a matter of time. It really is only a matter. This is historic. The ch- the demographic changes that are happening in the city of Worcester, becoming far more progressive, become far younger, far more progressive, mm-hmm. and their numbers are up there, right? And all they could have done in the spring and in the early summer is ding their chances at, at taking over. Right. They will take over at some point, yep. and, but it's not what they did is kind of take this election out of play. And that means that'll means two years from now there'll be there will be having this discussion again because yep. it's historic. I mean the numbers are historic. You know older people as as they retire and they move away and those numbers go down and the progressive wing gets more active and they have the numbers behind them as they get more more politically active. This is historic. It's only a matter of time. But what they did manage to do, which is something that I didn't think that they could manage to do, which is that they really ding their chances at taking over this year. And they could have done that. That what you're going to see, you know, in the next cycle and then the cycle after that, they could have eased. I thought that there was a path for them to have easily done that to in, at least make a dent. And yeah. this year, yeah, yeah. this I, year, I agree. Uh, and I think they, and I think they, I think they dropped the ball on that. Uh, I mean, you know, we've heard rumors that uh, Dante is moving or he's taking another position somewhere, yeah. um, and that's why he's not 
running again. Do you think he did them? You know, and if that is the case, if either of those things are true, would it, wouldn't it have been better for him to say, hey, I'm leaving, this is why I'm leaving, but these are the people you should be supporting come the fall? Absolutely. For him to just stand back and to, to still lob the, the, you know, to still lob the grenades that he was lobbing and say that's the reason he was out, um, again, it just doesn't jive with the, what the progressive party yeah. of a progressive and, wing and of that party stands for, which is, no, we're here, we're going to be heard, we're going to kick this door in, right? They're not about... Oh, this is so bad! I can't stay here anymore. And they were making their voices heard. I no, mean, there was, no, that, they and that's silent. what I'm saying. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. They had a decent momentum as far as getting their agenda forward. No, that's and it was what shocked me when he stood down and he stood down. And the reason he said he stood down was that it was so bad that he just couldn't be a part of it anymore. And you know, again, the progressive wing of the party is we're going to make our voices heard because yep. we are going to take over. Right. And, uh, and they and th- trust me, they will take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they'll have a little bit, I don't want to say bombast, but maybe they'll do it, you know. they could have If they have done this, they could have built their coalition quietly and already started to take the takeover in this thing. Yeah. I'm not sure in this cycle they can do that. Again, I've seen Laura Clancy. I don't know the, I don't know the numbers, but, you know, I, I think Laura Clancy is, uh, you know, imminently... Uh, imminently reasonable and has some really good ideas. I mean, you got Tracy Novick out there. You got yeah, Kara speak, out there. Speaking of Tracy Novick, yeah. Do you see her making a comeback? I mean, do you see that somebody replacing? She's not as I don't know if I want to say outspoken, but she doesn't have that presence that Dante had. She she knows her stuff extremely well. Oh yeah. And do, do you see that as something as somebody that the progressives will say we're going to tie our yeah, they could do know, that because she's a super smart and she'd be super and she's reasonable and she's been there before, right? Right. Well, uh, and and which I think is needed on the school committee. Absolutely. Somebody with experience. Yeah, somebody with experience. And let's be honest, unlike two years ago or four years ago, was it four years ago? Four years she, ago. Yeah, four years ago. Uh, they won't have somebody actively working. They, there was a there was a, a faction actively yes, working was. against her, and that won't be work and that won't be a play this time. And people will go back to understanding. There's probably not a more knowledgeable person A to Z in the inner workings of public oh, policy she, of schools. She stayed on top of her stuff. I mean, I mean, she yeah. she is the acknowledged and that, expert. And that that will be um, for the long term of what they want to do. That will be that will be a good change. I think he did did you know his his political allies a service by going away. And it might be because you'll now have a guys who uh, the progressive wing will be a little less over the top and more palatable to a larger number of people. Yep, and you and, know, and, 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 and not al- and not alienate. I mean, when they were alienating moderate progressives, yeah. you could see that they were all done. Right? I am. I mean, I'm not moderate at all as a progressive, and I was I was all set. One quick question yeah. before <laughs> before we end, end the show today. I just need yes or no from you, Mark, uh, briefly. Donna Calorio. Yeah. Should she have run for school committee instead of city council? Wow, uh, good one. Um, knowing what she, knowing how it played out in the issues that arose that Dante put on the table, yes. Okay. Knowing knowing those issues, but otherwise she was ready. The the standard has been run for the school committee, get your name out there, do your time, do your service, and then run for the. So she's the Gary she's, Rosen route. Yeah. yeah, she's playing that. Yeah, she's playing that. Well, the Gary Rosen of Ray Murray, everybody right. at Augustus, you know. But, although but he didn't. If she if she loses, where's that leave her? 
Well, it leaves her still as one of the people who, I think she's still one of the people who's part of the conversation no matter what she does. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for tuning in to this Week in Worcester.com radio hour, and I want to thank Tom and Mark Henderson today from the 016.com for well, joining for the show. Me. Hey, our pleasure. And we will continue this conversation in the coming weeks on the local election, both city council and school committee. This is the This Week in Worcester.com radio hour on Unity Radio, Worcester's Community Connection, 508-471-5265. Listen in at unityradioma.org and always follow along at Unity Radio MA on Facebook.